Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm Mark Weiss, joined here with my co-host, Will Blackman, who's picking some winners this week. Okay, bro. Hey, you yeah. see the boy. You see him. Yeah, I told, hey man, slowly but surely, slowly but surely, I'm climbing the charts. You see it, hey, ten and two. You know what? Well, you know week. what? You just might figure this football thing out. I'm, I know the football <laughs> thing. I'm trying. I'm figuring out this uh, the spread thing. <laughs> I know football, but this is you know it's kind of like you gotta that numbers not teams. That's what I learned. That is a fact. It is it's not about the team. It's not, it's not who wins. It is who wins by how much. Yes. Uh, is the key to the game in this game that we play. But before we get started, man, I had to say, bro, I woke up from my nap, flipped on the TV. I saw you over there shining with the cross chant, with the cross earring, dangling on FS1, talking about you never tackled Shady McCoy, clean in the open field. I see you looking good on TV. Oh, you had me nervous. I was like, wait, when did I do that? Yeah, that was last week. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was doing the most. I, I did, <laughs> I did the absolute most. I had bling in my jacket. I had the cross earring. I had the glasses. I was, I made sure I did the most just because, for, for that reason. I always like to mess with uh, Acho. He's funny. Hey, man, look, if you're going to go on TV, you should look nice doing. That's how I feel. About That's it. it. You know, you never you don't know who's watching. You know what I'm saying? There's, hey. there's a whole there's this whole era now of guys who just like kind of wear T-shirts on TV. I don't, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. Unless, unless unless you are that dude. Right. Like if this if that's your show. You already got the contract. You get in the bread. That's your dog. Hey, you know, do what you gotta do. It's like the it's like the guy you know who goes to the to the auctions and he's he's wearing like a like a vest, you know, like a puffy vest and a button uh-huh. up. But he's the one bidding on everything because <laughs> he can. He got the dough. You know, you don't gotta walk in looking like that. You know, if you got it, you got it. You know what I mean? So. You went to a whole bunch of different teams in your career. I don't mean to make it out to a journeyman. I just say like there four. Were times with, four. Okay, so I don't mean to make it out like you were like some like you know. I answer eight. your question. Four teams. Well, I was saying like you've been it. You've been quote unquote the new guy in the room on occasion. Mm-hmm. Anytime you walked into a, you know a, a, a special teams room or or a defensive backs room, was the first question anybody asked you was nine eleven real? Or about the moon landing or a- any other conspiracy theories. Like, I'm trying to figure out how common Deshaun Kaiser's first interaction with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay actually was. Or if it's just Aaron Rodgers, that's the major conspiracy theory. I have no idea. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Was that when he was on the uh, podcast talking about that stuff? Yeah. So Deshaun, Deshaun uh, Kaiser went on the Brenneman show. Yeah. Oh, I Brenneman, guess. Yeah. I've never heard of him, but he guess he talks to people for two hours at a time. The relevant part here is about 15 minutes of him talking about when his first interactions with Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay, and uh, he closed the door to the quarterback room, and he said, first, Rodgers said, you know, hey, not there, because he was apparently sitting in his seat. Secondly, Rodgers asked him if he believed that 9-11 was real. No, no one has ever asked me anything. <laughs> <laughs> Realizing I- how. I mean, you know, the Kaiser said that he said, you know, real hey, as in like why it happened or that it actually happened. 
See, because obviously you, happened. I had relatives. I was about to say this is where the point where you get to ask it too many questions and it gets concerned. Listen, right? Uh, this is because crazy. then you start to go. But anyway, I just know this: my first day at work, if I walked in and the guy who's supposed to be teaching me how to play quarterback or teaching me how to do whatever the next thing I'm trying to do is here is uh, he says, uh, "Is nine eleven real?" He I'm probably to gonna, teach anybody though. Guy, I'm supposed to learn from that. But it just came across Matt LaFleur says Aaron Rodgers is going to play against the Bears. Would you play Aaron Rodgers and his broken thumb and conspiracy theorists? Listen, Aaron talks so much smack to the Bears, he has to play. You can't tell the Bears every year you own them, and then all of a sudden this year you don't play. You got to go play. They have to win these games. So, okay, so what happens if they lose to the – well, they're not going to lose to the Bears. Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose to the Bears. But hypothetically speaking, if they lose to the Bears and the Packers are officially eliminated from playoff contention, are you running Rodgers out there for the rest of the year? Yeah, if they're out, then, yeah, he 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 chills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. At this point, he, he has to play for something. Like, it, it makes no sense if he has – messed up ribs and a broken thumb to keep going out there. Like, go get that thumb fixed and then get ready for next year. Absolutely. What, as you as a player, like, do you feel any type of way about that? I guess there's nothing you can really do about it, but it's like, damn, we really are packing it in if we're sitting our back-to-back MVP quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if if we are if we are completely out of the situation and if our quarterback is legit, like, he's hurt, then, yeah, it makes no sense to keep putting him out there. You know, they are invested in him, so protect the investment. That makes sense. Yeah. What What do you think happened to Odell Beckham on Sunday? Man, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I have not talked to him about that, but I don't know. Maybe he Maybe he took some Tylenol PM for a long flight home, and... <laughs> They say he was flowing in and out of consciousness. Consciousness. I think that's a Drake line, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. It is actually. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think that's just what happened. I don't know. I have no idea. Airport- you know though, you know what's funny though? It's like what? <clears throat> you know how like someone just like loves you the wrong way and you just anticipate like some kind of like beef happening with them like you just someone walks in the house you just anticipate like man this person he better not say nothing or say anything to me and i feel like people are like that when they get on flights with flight attendants like my bag is under my seat all right my seat belt's on like don't even <laughs> check on me don't even say anything and i just feel like maybe he just maybe he was just a little uh impatient when that person came over to him yeah, first of all, that's a great take because there is something about the airport that puts people on edge. Just it in is. general, anywhere. Like I, I, I'm, I, I'll admit, I'm not a small talk dude. You know what I'm saying? So if we're sitting here on the flight and they're like, "Hey, last stop is going to Rhode Island," blah 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 blah, and someone's like, "Hey, man, you know where you headed?" I'm like, "Man, the same place you are, man. Like what you want? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not." I'm just not a small. I'm just not a small talk dude, you know. And and then sure, I do get on the plane, and I make sure you know, I have to make sure my my chairs up, my trays put away, my bags are under. And even though everything is as is, they still got the nerve to come over. And I sit in the window seat. I'm a window seat guy, and they like to go over and like really look in and observe and see what I'm doing. It's like, bro, like we good. 
Now, you you're the window seat guy, right? Okay. Do you feel that as the window seat guy, you get like more decision making skills over the height of the window shade than the other people in the aisle because you're sitting there in the window seat? I am in complete control of the window, but I'm also very considerate. Like if I see someone over there is like dozing off and it's and it's as bright as hell, I'm not gonna lift the window shade. You know what I'm saying? And plus, too, if you keep the shade down, it keeps the, the plane cool. If you lift it up, it warms it up. I can't stand it when people fly with the window shade up. I do it for taking off and I do it for landing. Well, that's because they make you, right? I think they do make you, but I like to see. I like to see what's going on. But no, the whole, the whole duration just in case of the you crash, you want to... Uh... Oh, I, like, I just like to see what's going on. Just in case I crash. If I crash, then that might be a wrap, bro. <laughs> I want to see what happens when it's done. Uh, so the airport, the airport is a place where like, there's no, there's no time and space that exists in the airport. Like when you go to the airport, it's got, it feels like it's got its own time zone. Like, and it's got, its it own does. Rules. It really does. And so like the idea that Odell Beckham took, I don't know, he's passing in and out of consciousness on a flight. I don't think that's a big deal. I think probably 85% of the people on the flight were wishing they were passing in and out of consciousness, possibly out to try to flip through this whole cross-country flight that they're about to get on. So I don't think it's, I, don't, it's, I mean, it's not a big deal, ultimately. He probably cried a lot when he was an infant. Odell? Yeah. Why do you say that? Like, just because he was always tired. So he probably would just be <laughs> upset and furious. I'm going to ask him. Uh... <laughs> You know, I think cried a lot as an infant. This was my take on the New York Jets quarterback situation. Feels like Zach Wilson uh, probably told his mom to shut up whenever she was disciplining him as a child. And that's why he ends up uh, where he's at right now. But you see Mike White out there and just in the rain, you know, cool 300 yards, you know, multi, two, two, three touchdowns, Jets get a big win. Um, to, to keep their playoff hopes intact, especially after the way the offense looked last week. I mean, does Zach, is Zach Wilson done in the NFL? Is it too early to say that? That is way too early. Is if, you were, if you were betting on it, set the odds. What do you set the odds? The I, would say, I would say no. I would say no. I would that say Zach Wilson was still to start for uh, be a starter in the NFL again. I would say he will be a starter again, and it'll be okay. for the Jets. Yeah, this and, and season? It, yeah, yeah, it'll be for the Jets. It will be eventually this. Well, you know what? I can't say for sure it will be this season um, because here's here's the thing with the Jets, man, is obviously they're playing unreal defense. So they're they're giving the offense an opportunity like, look, just score 21 and like we're in it, you know, just score score 17 and we're in it. Uh, you score 14. We beat the Patriots, you know, that game. And it got back to the point where Zach Wilson is doing the little things like so, so poorly that we can't put him back out there. And literally coach Sala, like pretty much put him in timeout. Like, yo, let's, this isn't like, Hey, we're benching you and you're not going back, back out there. Cause we think you're, we don't think you're a good quarterback. We need you to sit down and, and reset. We need you to just reset, recalibrate, get back to just the simple basics of, of playing quarterback. Like 
missing, missing small throws, missing um, throwaways that are landing in, in the field of play, in the field of play. Like he even admitted like, yeah, I was trying to throw the ball this way. And, and it just, I, I, I try to, I miss hit it this, that, and the third. Cause it's like, yo, like, like, what do you, like, what are you doing? You know? And you look at his college stats in 837 attempts. He only threw 15 picks. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not, yeah. he's not out there. Like be, he wasn't being reckless in college. You know what I'm saying? So he does have the ability to sit there and, and read the field and see what's going on. I mean, his senior year, 73% completion percentage, almost over, you know, 3,600 yards, 33 TDs, three interceptions. Like that's, that is efficient football where the opposite with Josh Allen, this dude was throwing picks, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But he was able to fix that. So I think in this case, it's just a matter of like, Hey, let's reset, get back to what we're doing. And, and, and it's, it is simple in terms of what they need to do offensively. Mike White just went out there and, and executed. Yeah. You know, now Mike White does have on record, like he, he can, he went toe to toe with Joe Burrow last year. So that was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that for him, like Mike White has that. They call him Mike bleep and white. For yeah. Cause, cause he has that, like that Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, I don't care. You know, I don't care. I'm going to go out there and just go for it. And again, we, we were talking about it last week. If you don't have quarterback face, as Colin says, you got to have whatever Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, whatever it is that makes teams just think when you're back there, hey, we're going we're gonna to win this thing. I think Mike White has quarterback face. You think so? Yeah, I think he does. And, and um, but also, too, it's it's different when when you're going out there and you're just playing. Because, first of all, he's like, I can't play no worse than what Zach was doing. And then two, like nothing is expected of me, you know. And he's not think, and he's liked. But you don't think he goes out there and thinks, man, if I really ball out, I can establish myself as a starter of this team. I think that's what he's trying to do. So I guess when you said this, well, I think I would think that's a, I would think that is pressure. You said there's no pressure on him. No, I, I mean guess. that's something that he, yeah, maybe for himself, but there's no expectations for like if Mike White doesn't do well, then it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's Mike White. Yes, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Enough. One guy who they're not going to say that about, Deshaun Watson, will be back on the field this weekend. Uh, ten of the people who are women, I should say, who accused him of sexual assault are going to be at the game. Uh, even they settled their cases, but I, I'm assuming they'll be at the game with signs of protest or some other sign of protest besides an actual physical sign. Yeah, that's gonna be a wild uh, game. Yeah, and it's one of these. So people talk about sports being fixed, like. I don't, there's too many moving parts for me to buy into the idea that like the outcome of games are fixed, right? I just think that Vegas is good at picking what's going to happen. I mean, if you look at the lemon, I mean, if you look They're at the They're professionals. Well, if you look, just, I mean, just look at the extra points picking against the spread. Like, you know, we give you, we give you jokes about it because you're like around 500 or something like that. And you, and you had a good week this week, but like over half. The, I had three good weeks. Well, so you had three good weeks, but like over uh, two thirds of the staff is well over 500. Like it's, I want to say it's not hard to pick these games. I want to say it's easy to pick these games, but it's also not the most difficult thing either. So like hanging lines and having games end like that. I think there's enough games that end exactly on the number and enough games that end exactly a blowout. Right. To where, you know, say you could kind of balance it out. But seeing that Deshaun Watson's first game back is going to be against his old team. <laughs> that's crazy. That's that's the type of thing that makes me feel like the league is fixed. 
Look, they they <laughs> they saw this. They were like, "Oh, we scheduling this, no question. We're gonna spend, we're gonna suspend him for eleven games." Like, right? Like, we're just gonna settle not around, on this. not a round number, not not ten, not not a five, not an end in a ten, a zero or five, eleven. No. It, or not, not even some like, not even like half the season, right? Like, like eleven is not half of seventeen, or even two thirds of seventeen. You know what I'm saying? It's just that was like a, it's food. like one of those like random prison sentences. Like, you know, this guy's going to jail for 118 years. Like, how do you get 100? You know, obviously you you add on all these things, but it's, um, but gosh, it's 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 wild, bro. I know it's, it's just funny because even. Even like with the international games. Yeah. And and those things are full-fledged produced. Like it is, it is turnt over there. And and the reason why these games keep happening is because they the NFL makes guap. And I don't have the exact number, but I know it, I know it does well. Those games are sold out. Every game is sold out. Right. England, Germany, Spain, wherever. I mean, uh, Mexico, Spain. I think Spain's next. Like those games are sold out. And to that point, if you could take a team like, for example, the commanders who don't sell out their home stadium, right? And you flip them over there. They, or you send the team over there. No, I'm not saying move them. I'm saying you move a game to there over there. Then oh, all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. boom, that's revenue. It's the same game in theory, right? That you would have played in Maryland. Commander games will sell out. Commander games will sell out if they just got a new stadium and a place where you can get to it. That's it. Well, you think, to go to FedEx. I imagine that uh, where this Browns game at? I think it's uh, it's yeah, in Houston. The, it's in Houston. I imagine yeah. that this one will be a sellout. What do you expect to see out of uh, <laughs> Deshaun Watson? You know what's tough is like the Browns are playing decent football, and that was a really good win for Jacoby. I think Jacoby is 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 a, is a good quarterback. He's going to play. I think he's like one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. No question about it. No question about it. He's such a m- mature quarterback and he's going to give you a chance you know he is a backup because you know he could give it away eventually sometimes but he does have that ability where he will lead you like if you need him and he's gonna every, like, and every team he's, he's gone to he's he's gave him a chance when something happened he's seen the field hey he's got that ryan fitzpatrick quality of if jacoby Brissett's the start of uh, if you're the backup for if jacoby Brissett is your backup look out because you're probably going to get hurt because uh, he sees the field everywhere he goes but he reminds me of, of teddy bridgewater for a while when he was with new orleans just like a perfect five to ten game guy if you like for what you need a quarterback to be not turning the ball over so on and so forth that's why i'm interested to see what happens because i think that Cleveland shouldn't change much of what they've been doing, but now they've got a much more expensive and dynamic guy at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, this, this is, this is, this is it. This is, this is what they wanted and it's going to be interesting. It's going to be all eyes are going to be on this and I, I expect him to play well. I do. I mean, he's going against a team where he should do well against. And yes. I'm sure a team where he's gonna he's feeling some type of way. Um just just a grand scheme of things of, of everything. Cause not only is it against the Texans, but it's it's where everything went down, you know, all the stuff that he's in trouble for. So he's coming back and I'm sure the hotel's gonna be lit. I'm sure the bus ride is gonna be lit. I'm sure getting to the stadium is gonna be lit. 
now now I'm saying lit not in a good way, but lit as in terms of like you mentioned the protesters. Like I know, I know the hotel is going to be absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be chock full of people who he's gonna, are he's expressing their dislike. He's definitely going to have uh, personal security. There's no question. Um, and, and I remember, I remember when the Giants would visit us to when I was in Washington to come play us, and the doors were the doors outside were packed. You couldn't get into the hotel because I was going to visit Antaro and and um, Joe Rubach, license plate Joe. That's my that's my dog. And you said license plate Joe. Yeah, his name is Joe Rubach, the guy who wears all the license plates. He goes by license plate Joe. Yeah. Okay. And I went to go visit them. I couldn't get into the hotel because it was just packed with like there was a Michael Jackson concert and all these people here were to, were to see OBJ. Like everyone here right. was to see him. And then finally got inside. We had dinner. And then I seen OBJ, like he, I think he was gonna step out. And he literally had like six, six security guards around him. And I was like, I was like, Antro, I was like, does he really need that? He was like, it looks diva, but he he for sure he really needs that. Like they des they gave him security to protect him because he was he was that much of a rock star. Right, right, right. But not I'm now on this not rock star status, but I'm t- I'm talking like there's still just, a type of fervor. Yes, I'm saying yeah, yeah. So I think in this case it's going to be like that. Like this is it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. I mean the last I dropped this on social media the day about when Stephen A said, "Oh, when Ben Simmons goes back to." Brooklyn, I mean, back to the Sixers, Philly, he, it's not going to be anything you've seen before. It's going to be crazy. I feel bad for this brother. What have he said? I was like, it is not going to be like that. Like, yeah, he says it's going to be the worst in history. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, have you seen, um, I dropped Luis Figo, uh, who played, you know, Portugal soccer star, where he played for uh, Barcelona and then ended up going to Real Madrid. And that's their rival. Yeah. And I mean, there was a, I put a post of the video of him trying to kick a corner kick and literally was getting hit with water bottles, beer bottles, solar bottles. Like he could not because it was such a, you couldn't get that close to the crowd. It was such a traitor situation, you know? And it's, it, this is going to be nuts, man. So, but I don't know. I can't say he's going to play well or not, but I just, they're going to get to bad Texans team. So. They are. I'd say it's it's an odd, as Damashek would say, curse is supposed to type game. This is a game that if Deshaun Watson wasn't starting for the Browns, and if, let's say, hypothetically speaking, his suspension was two weeks longer, I think this is a game that you would have no question and no thought in your mind that the Browns would win this thing going away and more likely cover the seven. Deshaun Watson adding into this is making a big question mark in here because especially when you see his, uh, his preseason, he didn't play – a lot. I don't, I don't think great. it's going to be a big question mark. Oh, well, do you not? I mean, you don't think, I mean, the guy hasn't played football, meaningful football. That's and, fine, you know, though, so. but it's, you got to look at Stefanski's offense. It's 50 50. That's, but that's the thing that I'm worried about. Is it going to remain to be 50 50? Because Absolutely. for most of Stefanski's time in Cleveland, he's had minus quarterbacks, right? Baker Mayfield's worse. And Jacoby Brissett, like we just we just took a minute extolling his virtues, but like we just said, he's a backup quarterback. Baker Mayfield's a backup quarterback as well. Deshaun Watson, you know, at, at any point in time was a top ten arm when he was playing in Houston. So that's what get that's why I say like is the fans he's still gonna stay true to, to what he's been doing. Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback he's ever coached. Absolutely, he will. 
Yeah, that's that's just him. It's 50-50. Like, he has a system. There's no way he's going to go against what he has been doing. They're going to run the hell out of them football. They're going to have some play action. He's going to drop back on third and, like, four. He's going to see man-to-man coverage. He's going to run for a third down, I mean, for a first down, and it might be a 20-yard gain. That's it. If he does, if he sees it, he's going to make the play. If he doesn't see it, then he's going to run. Well, Jeff Saturday saw it. He was sitting there watching the game, <laughs> and he must have thought he was back on his couch. And you know what? Just real quick, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Sky Fan Pelt after the game, the three of you should be ashamed of yourselves. What? Ashamed. <laughs> ashamed of yourselves. You're going to sit up there and talk about how 85-year-old Matt Ryan who has hey, busted hey, out hey, hey, his hey, second. Hey, 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 and they go on TV after and blame him for not calling timeout when they have three timeouts with less than a minute left. Your head coach has very few jobs. Call timeout, challenge calls, and get everybody there on time and have everybody motivated. Jeff Saturday failed ultimately at one of the few jobs that I can discern that a head coach ultimately has to have, right? Because you can you can really uh distribute a lot of the other responsibilities, right? We talk about the head, we talk about it before. Head coach is the play call and head coach manages different play calls. Well, Jeff Saturday, your job is to call timeouts. He blew that game. And again, this is why everybody in the NFL should be mad at the Colts because they're intentionally taking these games. <laughs> Am I supposed to respond? Or was that just one of your monologues right there that you Yeah, I'd like to hear what you have to say. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can tell me I'm right. You can tell me, of course, Martin. Of course, the Colts are trying to take. That's why they hired Jeff Saturday. Why would they hire Jeff Saturday to be the coach? Again, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say they're tanking, but yeah, stop the bleeding. That's it. So, yeah, tanking. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Well, I just, seriously, though, I was upset to see, like, if Cliff Kingsbury had done that, they would have been like, why didn't Cliff Kingsbury call timeout? If like if our Brandon Staley, you know, be like, oh, you know, Brandon Staley, he's such a he's such a reckless uh, uh, gambler. You but, know, what, he, but what do you expect? You know, there's there's there are no expectations for this dude for just Saturday. There's none. How is it that we can just have a job in this league that there's no expectations of performance? Everywhere else, there's an expectation of performance, except for maybe officiating, because they keep the same officials, no matter seemingly they do good or do bad. I don't think there were any high Again, there weren't high expectations when Mike White came in. There weren't. There was an expectation that he played better than Zach Wilson. That, that, was, that was the hopes. So they like they were like at least Mike White's part is going to do the little stuff just fine. So that in the same vein, isn't there an expectation that when you replace Frank Wright with Jeff Saturday, that Jeff Saturday should somehow do better than what Frank Wright was doing? That's why no. you make that change. No, you make that change because you're already dead set on that decision. Well, that's not very smart. That's business. You're like, hey, let me cut my losses right now and then get ready for next year. 
I just can't believe that everybody's just okay with this. Everybody's just fine with this. This is you'll learn it, eventually. I don't know, you know what this? You know what it makes me feel like? Really, it makes me feel like when they they had replacement referees. Since we got replacement head coaches, it's like we got replacement referees. And then when you have a jump ball in the corner of the end zone, it's like who caught it? Golden Tate or MD Jennings? I don't know. And then the referees are just like. I don't know. They do like put one hand up for a touchdown, the other one down like this. Like they're just doing the, the running man dancing. No, nah, man. No, nah, I, 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 if you guys are going to take this seriously, why should I? I'm letting you have this one. I have, I have, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he should have used his timeouts. I agree. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't get emotional about the Colts, you know? It's just, I, I don't know, man. Just in this, the initial this year was just, I thought after the debacle last year versus Jacksonville, okay, they 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 literally were, based on how the team was, it was like they were a quarterback away. And then it just, it just crumbled on both sides of the ball. Bro, they were a quarterback this, away. They might so be the most, they might be, outside of Packers, like I would say in the NFC, the Packers are the most disappointing team. The AFC, I would say the Colts are probably the most disappointing team. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, uh, some people are high on the Raiders but as uh, well. Well, they, even that high, everyone was like, mm. right. I think it was because of the, but a lot of people were tempering those expectations because as well as the higher, you're still like, well, we got Mahomes, we got Herbert in the same division, and then who knows what's going to happen in, in Denver. At that point, you still have some people who are high on that, which is, oh my Lord, that's a disgusting situation right now. Oh, the guy, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like your take. That's, that's, you know what else you could take? You know, hey, man, you know. I don't think that's what Mike Purcell was yelling at Russell Wilson as he left the field, though. So, no, hey, he man, said, I he like that. Like, that's he, a he, good told him, he told him, let's F and go. <laughs> that's a tough situation, man. Like, it's... I don't want to say, like, I don't know if he lost the room, but I don't think he, he ever had the room. I think that's more of what it is. You know, I don't think he ever had the room. Um, I know... The thing, the tough thing, it, it, it is, it is the, tr- it sounds so stupid, but it is, it is like when you, when you're around other adults, man, and it's like, you try like way too hard. Like we, we, we all can tell, like, just, it's not necessary. You know, we already know, we already believe like you're, you're talented. We've seen what, you, what you've done before. You don't need to try super, super, super hard to 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 do that, like I, how can I say? Okay, I remember remember when I uh, when I went to Jacksonville, I got cut from Seattle in training camp. Actually, no, I got cut. Yeah, I got cut. I got called in the room by John Snyder when I was in training camp with Seattle, and he was like, John Snyder said, "Look, we tried to trade you, um, because we we believe you have value, but we're gonna end up releasing you." He said, "But somebody's gonna call you in like an hour. Just be by your phone." I'm like, "All right, cool." So I got released, went home, and then all of a sudden Jacksonville called me literally within that hour. They said, hey, we want to bring you in. You know, we'll sign you. You got to play in this last. I literally flew to Jacksonville from Seattle like the, that hour, and then I had to get ready for a game like a day later, which was Were you fly, Did you fly commercial? Yeah. So you just hopped the next flight? Okay. Yeah, they got just, me a flight. I'm just curious. Yeah, they got me a flight to Jacksonville. Um, and, but I, yeah, I assume you stayed conscious the whole time. 
I don't know. That's a that's a that's probably the longest flight you can take, to be honest. Yeah, for well, Seattle to Jackson, sure. Seattle to Jacksonville. That's a long flight. And so I ended up, you know, playing well, made the team, whatever. And so the first day, you know, I, I'm in a room full of young guys, and I go up there. I'm like, hey guys, like we just we just got a home that actually has a projector, and if you guys are down, like we can come by and watch film. You know, I, I like to watch film as a group. So if you guys are cool with that. And I literally delivered it just how I delivered it to you. Just like that. Like just real chill, like not putting pressure. Like if you guys don't come, like, I don't care. And I remember I got pulled aside afterwards by one of the coaches. He's like, Hey man, you know, just be careful, you know, doing that. Cause you might rub these guys the wrong way if you're coming in here. And I'm like, my whole demeanor was not like that at all. Right. So I don't know. I don't know where you're coming from with that. Like I came in here real cordial. Like, Hey, all good. But I feel like, and, and this sounds, again, it sounds so stupid, but you know, he did, Russell did a good job. I think he flew all those guys to California to his place. They can all train. Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But I think that, I think the issue was not just to his teammates, but overselling to the media. Like you can't, you can't, you can't say I'm here to win Super Bowls. It is again, it is. Yes. You, you want to speak positive. You want to, be encouraged and you want to say these good things, but you do, there's certain things where it's like, of course, that's like obvious. Like we're not here just to win games. Sure. We want to win Super Bowls. That's no question about it. Now, if you're like, Hey, I'm here to help, to help try to lead this team. I'll help, help trying to do this. It, it is, it is how it's said. But if you're like, I want to win, you know, uh, one every year, I want to win six Super Bowls. I want to do this, do that. Then that's where it's like, all right, like, like come back down to earth. And, and that's, and that's been the thing. So it's like, it sucks because it is for us to be bothered by him. It is our problem. My aunt used to always say, I used to, I told her one time, Oh, this person bugs me. They're like, why are they bugging you? I'm like, Oh, cause they're doing this. She was like, well, that's your problem. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to feel a certain type of way. Um, but I think that is just the society is like, because he's doing all these things, it's like, man, like just, just pull back and just chill. You don't have to do anything. You don't. And then when you do do that, then you feel all this energy and it does affect how you, how you think. Cause he is a, he's still a very talented quarterback. And you don't say talented because he can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He can process stuff like that. But when you have all this stress, you cannot function. And a lot of stress is is him bringing upon himself just by putting that on him. Like you don't have to always, you don't have to tell people you're wearing the cape. You don't have to come and do this. Yeah, just come I in. Say, just was, come, it almost feels ahead. like manufactured, right? Like you know what I'm saying. Like it feels like, like to me, the things that some things other people should say about you, like. I'm sure you had this experience before, but like when you meet people who are younger or older than you, like I'm of the belief I should never call somebody little bro. I'll let them call me big bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, that's big bro. Who is that? Oh, that's big bro. But I'll never be like, yo, that's little bro. Because if, just in case he doesn't feel that way about me, I could be sunning him. You know what I'm saying? In that right. In that way. I feel like Russ says a lot of things that other people are supposed to say about you. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like other people are supposed to say like, you know, that you're, that you're doing like the high knees thing. 
comes off entirely differently if another one of his teammates is talking about how much work Russell's putting in to get ready to play that game as opposed to Russ telling us himself. Well, I think, I think the high knees thing comes off differently had everything else prior not happened. Sure. Absolutely. But, you know, if he doesn't over if he doesn't oversell and come in like too hype, um then if because again, he was just telling that story to like, well, what did you do on the plane? All is re- what what kind of recovery? Go because he's big on like, I'm gonna just give you the whole story versus you asking me 30 questions, I'm gonna give you the whole sure. story. Sure. And if like like if Brady told the story, it would have been funny. If Mahomes told the story, it would have been funny. You know what I'm saying? Because they they just give basic blunt interviews and move on. Like the last the last interview Mahomes had um before gosh, who they played two weeks ago. Anyhow, two weeks ago he had an interview and, and they asked him something. He was like, I don't care. I just want to win. Like, next question. <laughs> you know, like suit like super uh, you talking about the Titans game? I think it was a Titans game. Just just super stoic and just, hey, look, I'm just here just to handle business. You know what I'm saying? And 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 literally eventually, like I think he's gonna learn like to just stop giving people what you think they want. Like it is fun talking to the media. You do want to be buddy buddy and be silly with them. But at this point, it's like now you gotta read the signs and you gotta be able to read the room. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like Okay, you got teammates right now that are expressing frustrations live on TV. You already got you say something really cool to the media and they flip it and on you. And you're like, now they're like, look at this dude saying this. Like, don't give anybody a damn thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? And eventually when this season is over, he's going to have to reassess that and truly just come back next year and just be straight cold, man. And I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for him to be like that, but it's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and, and the entire team is, is, is frustrating. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough for that organization. And it's not just, and it's not just a lot of it is rust too. And I would say a lot of it is Hackett as well, because when you, when you come in, you have, you establish a culture, sure. um, you establish a culture and it's not, and, and you can't come in with the, my way of the highway culture. Like this is how we do things. You have your non-negotiables for sure. But then you also let them know like you're here for them. When you let someone know like you're there for them, that is ultimate power. You know, even when I coach little kids, I, I start with like, I lead, I try to like win their heart first. Like, let me lead with love and try to win their heart. Cause then once they know like I'm for them, then I can be assertive. You know what I'm saying? Because me, I could play for any kind of coach. My first, my pop Warner coach, bro, is seven years old. Used to MF us, curse us, cuss us out, like go off. I remember I looked at my dad. I'm like, you hear this dude talking to us crazy? <laughs> but but it's, it sounds stupid, but this dude loved us. Like Coach Rick sure. loved us. My high school coach, nuts. But he handled all my recruiting. Like he did all these. He even he lied on like my report, said I was 6'2", 190. I was like 5'9", 165. Just to get people to come look at me. And he handled everything. He was basically my agent. Um, Coach O'Brien in at Boston College, real militant, stern, but he was who he was and he handled and I respect that. He was who he was. He didn't change. Coach Coffin, right. he didn't change. But once someone, so once a coach got his ego involved and was all about him, this is my way or the highway, then you lost me. And I just feel like I think Hackett now. It's different when you hire Hackett to be a play caller. But when you become a head coach, you are an executive. 
Right. You're doing you're doing more than calling plays. You you're no longer one of the guys. Yeah. Right? You're, you're like, and you have to look at this thing holistically. Like a coordinator job, score points, get first downs, possess the ball. Defensive coordinator job, stop the offense from scoring points, getting first downs, and possessing the ball. Like right. And that's all your focus is. But if you're a head coach, you got to focus on so many more things. And he's that. yeah, he's learning to be a head coach while he's a head coach. That's like when I started my wine business three years ago, I was learning how to be an entrepreneur while I was being an entrepreneur. Right. Like that is a beast. So as as even though I had these great ideas, right on how I want the business to operate, on how I want the wine club to operate, I still had to understand the logistics on how to even have that thing come to fruition. And I had a, you know, I had a, a couple, you know, I had some partners that end up splitting. I had, I lost a ton of money doing this. I had months where this didn't work. This, I had so much adversity. I'm in year three and I'm finally in a space where I'm like, okay, like now I'm making spot. some headway. Now I'm making right. some headway where we can get out the negative. And that's kind of, I think that's how it is for Hackett. Like if you don't know how to be a head coach or to lead, it's more than the cool ideas. It's more than the cool plays. So it's a combination of both. I know I went long on that, but it's a combination well, of both. Difference between you and Hackett is uh, you can't fire yourself after two and a half seasons. Shoot, you could. You can hand that thing off. <laughs> right. All right, but let's get into that uh, Broncos and Ravens game on the other side and all the other picks for this weekend. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, C-Z-R-FULL, and place your first bet. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you'll get it back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a 1,000 tier credits and a 1,000 rewards credits, putting you closer to the types and perks types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Cross Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, well, the aforementioned Broncos are playing the team I find to be the most frustrating NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> so the weird. Broncos are eight-point underdogs. Ravens, eight-point favorites, total 38 and a half. This Ravens team... You can almost guarantee at some point they'll be covering this eight-point spread. But the one that matters is will they be covering at the end of the game? Because in every game they lose, they blow two score leads. Yeah, you know what? This this looks this looks like a this looks like a backdoor cover to me for Denver. Like that's what I see. Think so? I think so. So I got Denver with the backdoor cover on this bad boy right here. Like something's gonna happen, man. I don't know. Like something. Something's gonna happen. I just, I, I just don't trust Baltimore. I don't know what it is. They look the same the past like three years. They look the exact same, bro. When I say they, when you say they look the exact same, it's it almost does it a disservice. They look identical. They have done nothing different since Lamar Jackson won the MVP. And you know what they say in this league? You know, it take four or five games to get tape on a guy or to get tape on an offense and figure it out. They don't seem to break a single tendency. And then when they do break a tendency, it's like, oh, let's throw the ball to Patrick Ricard, who's literally 300 pounds. What's the best case scenario there? A seven-yard gain? Like, he's guaranteed guaranteed three. He's a big boy. Four weeks ago, I was at a high school football game standing next to Deshaun Jackson. Last on Sunday, he caught the longest pass the Ravens have thrown all season, damn near. Right, he did. And I was I was at the poly game with him <laughs> in Long Beach, California. That's funny. You feel me? Who you got? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm you taking can, you the Ravens. You gonna take it? All right. I'm sick about it. I'm taking the Ravens, and I'm sick about it. This Broncos team, I don't even trust them to score more than 14 points a game. That's the thing. They can't even score 14 points. That's what I'm saying. So I think if the Ravens can get to 21, I feel good about it. How many field goals is that? 27? Yeah. Okay. Justin Tucker, seven field goals for 45 to 25 yards out because God knows. And the only, the only thing I can hope for is that the Ravens offense doesn't get close enough to where John Harbaugh is going to turn around and ask his players what he should do. I read this profile of, uh, of, of, of uh, Marcus Peters today done by Logan Murdoch in the ringer. John Harbaugh turned around and asked them what he should do on fourth down one time just to see after the Peters, after Peters uh, snapped on him three or four weeks ago. So I, I, need just pick, want- I need to pick up McManus then for the <laughs> Hey, look, man, it's like that. This is going to be a field goal game. Justin Tucker's nine to nothing. Ravens win. There you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> Definitely going under. No, I like the Ravens, though. I don't, but uh, it's just this team is so incredibly frustrating. But the Broncos are one of the worst teams in football. They have a good defense. I get that. But ultimately, and you know what I think we saw last week, too? A little bit of Lamar putting it on himself. Uh, yeah. A little bit of Lamar kind of like, all right, bro, like, forget this. I'm just going to carry the ball and make things happen. Uh, probably born a little bit out of frustration with the same offense that you and I have been seeing the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens there. The Bills and the Patriots, the Bills four-point favorites. This is in New England, total 43-and-a-half. To me, the Buffalo has not – I say that they've, they have won their last – or two and one in their last three, but have not looked great doing it, in my opinion. Yeah, they have not been the – explosive scary team we all thought in the beginning of the year they look very very vulnerable um because that the, the the one thing about them that they do have they do have like the dynamic duo with Allen and Diggs so it's like when in doubt if we are struggling we got these we got us too like to make the ultimate connection like they did versus Detroit on that insane uh dig route which was ridiculous um but other than that it's kind of like you know, like we're not so concerned. We just got to stop Josh and we got to make sure we take away uh, digs. So in this case, and plus this is an important game in the division, uh, especially for new England. So I think in this case, new England is going to be ultra prepared for situations like this. This is, this is Bill Belichick. He's the best at that. He's the best situational master. Um, so I, I like the Patriots to cover in this one here. I'm on the Patriots too. I think they have a good shot to win this one outright, especially I think just they do. Well, when especially two, you know what other thing about Buffalo? Yeah, the last three games they haven't looked great, but the travel has been hellacious for them. They lose a home game back to Detroit. All this weather, they're flying. They're playing Thursdays. They're playing back to back Thursdays. Now they're playing a Sunday. Like, yeah, I like I like uh, I like New England here a lot. And uh, I'm rooting for my boy, Matt Judon. I want him to get this sack record. You need to step it up if he's going to uh, turn it on <laughs> a little bit more. But he's leading the league for 13. Right. My boy. Uh, let's see here. How about that? We didn't talk about this in the first segment. Let's talk about it now. Trevor Lawrence. That's the other side of the Ravens collapse is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, had a lot of people who were singing his praises early in his career and at Clemson uh, taking victory laps after he had that fourth quarter comeback uh, against the Ravens. The Jaguars one point favorites against the Lions total 51 and a half. What do you think here? Yeah. I mean, I know last week, you know, they have the, you know, air player of the week and everyone liked Mike white, but for me, I would have picked Trevor Lawrence to been my uh, player of the week, air player of the week, uh, simply because I felt like my my comparison was I said Mike White, he cooked he cooked the Bears like hibachi is what I said. Like he went up there and did his thing like hibachi. Sure. But I feel like what Trevor did, he he made a he made a meal that could beat Bobby Flay. Like he made a three <laughs> three Michelin star. Like that was a gorgeous meal. Cause that's that's where it matters. And you know, he beat a team that's usually in playoff contention. Uh Mike White came in and did the simple things that Zach Wilson should have done. They'd be like a, a decimated bears team so i like trevor man and I, I like i like the fact that he he now he has this guy it shows you the true importance of a quarterback and coach relationship 
And if there's anyone who has shown in recent history that they can get the most out of their QB, it has been Coach Peterson. And the great thing about Coach Peterson, too, is like he he just, I mean, what do we, I know it's five years ago, but he knows how to get it done. He knows how to get it done when, I, when adversity hits. Okay. And and he has a team right now that is competing. He has he has everyone all over the place believing they can make it done. And that last drive, you've seen Christian Kirk make a play. You see Zay Jones make a play. You see Marvin Jones with the clutch catch. You've seen everyone, even when ETN went down, like everyone around made plays. You know, so in this case, I do like I like Jags um, covering here. I think I'm gonna take the Lions. Um... But I agree with everything that you just said in that um I think it's gonna like, be a good game. I do think it's gonna be I think it'll be a good game, I think it'll be a high scoring game. Um and I think that you'll see the difference between Trevor Lawrence and uh and, and Jared Goff pronounced uh heavily in this game. But uh I, I kinda like the way the Lions have been playing in the last four or five. You know, I you know, I I wish they were more than a one point underdog. But That's the Jaguars, Jacksonville. yeah, the Jaguars have been the most sometimey team, the most up and down team, uh, I think this season. But the big thing is this time we really see Trevor Lawrence stepping up and playing really well, and that especially down the stretch of that game. Um, I, I think this will be ultimately a one score game, uh, not a one point game. But I'm going to take the Lions. You know, right. in, a, in a coin flip, I'll take the Lions. What game? Uh, what game here jumps out to you that we haven't talked about? Um, I th- I want to say the the Raiders Chargers game. Okay, last um, season the the playoff matchup that ended up uh, our not week seventeen matchup that sent the Raiders to the playoffs. Right, exactly. So that one, and I like that because again, two teams where you're just you're still not sure. You know what I mean? Like two teams that came into this season. Cause I mean, this whole division was supposed to be like tearing it up and it feels and you, like the chargers are worse than their record is. And the Raiders should be better than their record is for sure. Exactly. And I, I honestly, I thought this was the most competitive division, but it still might be the most competitive division. Um, despite the AFC East having doing well and the NFC East doing well too. But um, as I mentioned, what Bill Belichick's situation or Masters, I'm like, look, any people can say what they want about McDaniels. And there's a lot of negative things you can say about this. But I will say this, that being I think what has helped being around Bill Belichick and Brady is. He has had got it habit plays. In the past three weeks that have executed. Like. Gotta have it meaning like it's fourth down or it's overtime or hey, we need to I need to dial something up. Yeah, he has drew up and got pleased. Now the Josh Jacobs run, I mean, there was a lot of holding, but he went and got it done. So he gets credit for calling that play. But he has had a lot of gotta have it plays. And those are the things where it's like it helps. You know, when I talked to when I was talking to uh, I had a, I got to talk to Russell Wilson when I was in London, he was like, Look. Honestly, we just got to win because winning truly fixes everything. And despite like all the things that people are saying about the Raiders, what they're going through, Derek Carr crying, all that stuff going on, the culture. McDaniels calling these plays to help these guys win is helping a lot. And so I think this is going to be a game. 
I like I like the fifty. I might even I might even take the over in that case. Uh, the Raiders got a young so? second. Yeah, Raiders got a young secondary, and I think this ball is going to be flying all over the place. That Raiders secondary has been Raiders defense in general has been you know fluctuating between the worst and the worst you know second or third worst in the league for pretty much most of the relevant season. Then we got two premier games here on the slate. I was wondering to see if they would jump out to you, but Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins. That's going to be a uh, fun game. The student back to the teacher is Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, four-point favorites, 50, oh, no, I'm sorry, 46 and a half there. That feels like, uh, what is it, unstoppable force meets unmovable object? Yeah, Miami's offense, which is like the you know, greatest show on turf level. And then the San Francisco's defense was having a lot of second half point in the last four weeks since Halloween, essentially. Yeah, this, this is going to be a super fun game. Um, I think it, I think it will be close just because the Dolphins can go down the field and they can be explosive. Now, 49ers yeah. defense have been playing lights out the past i mean pretty much most of the season but the dolphins they do they do have the two receivers that can go get it done whenever they want so i just think i think it's going to be a, a close game relatively if we have any kind of indication of what shanahan does to his to his assistants i don't know the exact numbers but i know every time they play the rams he smacks them boys upside down every single yeah. time but uh yeah i mean i like i think the niners will win this one but i think uh i think my uh Miami covers absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that uh, I want I want like hell to take the four with the 49ers, but I'm not going to. I'll take Miami in the points. I think the 49ers win this game, and I would not be surprised if this is the excuse me the start of the Dolphins kind of coming back down to earth. Nah, this all no. Nah, I mean, they are who they are. They're good. I'm not gonna say come back down to earth. Well, I'm saying in terms of uh, in terms of just like their record, like right now the Dolphins are that by the odds have to be a Super Bowl favorite. Like, do you think the Dolphins are a Super Bowl are a true Super Bowl winning team? A true Super Bowl winning team? No, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like uh, right I now, think, I think they're I think they're a here. I think they could. They are. I don't want to say that they're a true Super Bowl winning team, but I can see them getting into the dance and and really kind of doing what Cincinnati did last year. I can see Miami being that team. Whereas like, okay, they are explosive, but they're not, we don't expect them to be anything this year. And then next thing you know, you blink and they're in the Super Bowl. I think, I think Miami can be that team. Yeah. But they got to get by Kansas City. And that's what Cincinnati did. Speaking of Kansas City and Cincinnati, a little <laughs> AFC championship. Look rematch. at that segue. I know the rest of the everybody <laughs> thought the AFC championship was in the AFC divisional round between the Bills and the Chiefs. But actually, there was a game after that one. The Bengals and the Chiefs played in the AFC championship game. The Bengals ended up stormy back in the second half of the game. I was heavily invested in Cincinnati, and I was jumping off my couch, especially as soon as Eli Apple made that tackle on Tyree Kill at halftime. I was so excited. Right now, Chiefs are laying two and a half. 
Total 52.5. May see Jamar Chase back in this one for the Cincinnati Bengals. Will Blackman, what happens in this AFC matchup? Oh, boy. I mean, I don't know. You know what? I just, I just, right now, I just feel, I just feel with, with Kansas City, like they are, they are truly on the path to like, we're getting back to hosting the AFC championship game. So right now, everyone, like, just come on through and get like, get beat up. Mahomes is, I know everyone's throwing all these names out there, Tua, Hurt, and, and Burrow, whatever for MVP. We talked about it last time, like Mahomes is, he's, he's just in that mode where it's like, he's just furious. He's just furious. And I think right now, Mahomes is the most terrifying player in the entire league. Um, and I just, yeah. again, I, him and Kelsey are unstoppable. Uh, Pacheco is, is coming through, like really finding his groove as a running back. He scares me because he runs so damn hard. It's funny because when I see him run, I don't forget that Tyreek Hill is a dolphin. But when I see the small man wearing number 10 or the smaller man wearing 10, I almost expect him to run like Tyreek Hill used to run. But they have such different running styles where Tyreek Hill wants to square up with you and and dance. And like, Pacheco was like, nah, bro, I will put my head right into your chest. With no helmet. He would do it with no helmet. That's why he scares me. Um, But yeah, I like like the charge. I like, excuse me, like the Chiefs to just. I mean, win this by by a pretty good number. What are you predicting? A, a seven point Kansas City win? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say seven point just because, just because the Burrow. That's why. Man, I, there's another one. I, I love the Bengals and I love the 49ers. I want to take them both to win this thing outright. But like, I would so much to love to make that my limit for the parlay for this week. But I'm not gonna do it. How about I you give think, us your lemon pepper parlay and put them in there? Might as well. well I'm, not, I'm gonna do that in just a moment. We'll, we'll take a break and then get back to that. But uh, I'm taking the Chiefs here. If it was three and a half, I would take the Bengals for sure. Uh, I, but the two and a half is just too hard of a number for me to go. Like if I'm betting the Chiefs, I'm, I'm sorry. If I'm betting the Bengals at two and a half, that means I think the Bengals are gonna win this game outright. Um, and I. I I I just see it being a close toss up. I'm not betting against Mahomes. This is his MVP year, and I'm yeah I'm not taking that. So I'm t- going to take the Chiefs here. Although I do think the Bengals uh, in December are going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think this team is better than their record, and they're going to wake some guys up or wake some people up as they kind of go down their stretch. But you just mentioned it. We won't hold on for much longer, Will Blackman. We'll take a quick break. And then get into that lemon pepper parlay. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, 
poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, Will. What's your lemon pepper parlay for this week? Uh, you know what? I got two. I got one. I got one upset. And I also got an in-division, in-division action for you. So right now, action. okay. Yeah, right now, I mean, this the Seahawks are our big favorites, seven and a half to the Rams. The Rams just have nobody left. And yes. the defense has no inspiration. So I like the Seahawks to just win outright, straight money line, go to LA, turn up, pop, pop, get up out of there. Right. That's my first one. And then, you know what? I mean, it's, I like a Vrabel team coming to Philly. I like a Vrabel team coming to Philly. I do too, bro. If anyone's going to have their team turned, it's going to be Vrabel. They saw, oh, they got, they saw what they did. What was so annoying is that the Packers literally said, Make him throw it. Make Jalen Hurts throw the ball. They did absolutely none of the sort. He ran all over them. 150 running, 150 throwing, got it done. Record level stuff. Record level stuff. A Mike Vrabel team coming to Philly. I'm about to play that right now, damn it. Let's go. I like that. Titans money line, Seahawks money line. Not spread, money line. Okay. All right. I feel you. I feel you. I like the Titans. I like the Titans. And uh, I was going to throw that in my lemon pepper parlay, but since you did, Why I'm not? not going to. Well, you, might you, know, well. you might as well. I was 10 and 2 last week. You might as well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because here's the thing I'm playing them straight. I'm going to play the Titans straight. I want to give the listeners some diversity in the lemon pepper parlays. So just everybody okay, that's knows fine. That's fair. I'm playing the Titans straight out that. as well. I get that. But I'm taking – well, what do you think of this? All right. First, I'm taking the Patriots. Uh, I'm taking the four points with the Patriots. Like we said, this is a spot Bills could lose out right here. Uh, and the Patriots, I think, will keep this close. Plus, Mac Jones played really well his last time out. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and take Mike White and the New York Jets plus three versus the Vikings in the game. I think the Vikings ultimately win, but it's close. What do you think about those two as my legs for my lemon pepper parlay? You said Mike White and the Jets. Mike White and the Jets. The Jets are a good team with a decent quarterback. But Zach Wilson, I can't tell you, but a good team with a decent quarterback. Oof. I don't know, man. You don't like it? No. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. You know what? Let's workshop. Yeah, they are a good team with a decent quarterback versus a a decent team. So then why is it only three? The Vikings have been running through guys until last week. Or until really two weeks. I mean, I mean it it happened, you know. I mean, gosh. All right, let's go then. Mike White is capable, though. He is capable of of going off, okay? But last week, last year, I don't know, it's weird. I don't know. I get it, I know. Here's the thing with Mike White, right? He he went, he threw for 400 yards last year. Yes. Against against the uh, Bengals in one. 
And then he throws 95 yards the next week. I'm nervous. Concerning. Concerning. <laughs> concerning. <laughs> you know, a concerning, you know. a concerning point. You know, like then that. he comes back though, and he throws for 250 against the Bills. Before picks. Okay. Mike White was no more. Mike White was no more after that. All right. You know what? I'm, I'll do it like you then. I'll no, take the page. No, no, stay where you are. Do not move. Do not move. Do not move. Do not move. No, I don't, I'm not. Don't no, let no, me no. Influence, influence your decision. I asked for your opinion. Yes. I wanted to see what you thought. What about this? All right. Patriots plus four. I'm staying there. The defense is better, though, this year, though. So I wouldn't be so concerned because literally it, he just has to just take care of the football. All right, but here it is. Maybe we do a three team. Justin like Jefferson versus Sauce. That's what we need to see. That's going to be a fun matchup. Do the Cowboys cover eleven against Indianapolis? And no. Jeff Saturday should not be coached no, on Sunday. He does not cover eleven. You don't think so? Cowboys well, Colts- has very interesting numbers after Thanksgiving in terms of being against the spread, especially Dak Prescott. I mean, it's possible because no one's going to block Micah. So if they don't put Micah at defensive end, then good luck. But I say they do not cover. Yeah. You know what? I'm doing a three-team lemon pepper parlay today, meatballs. I don't care what Will Blackman says. I'm taking the Patriots against the points. I'm taking with the points, rather. The Jets well, make up your points. mind, because my son has a spelling bee, and I got to go watch it. So make up your mind. I'm wrapping man. it up right now. Yeah, Lord have leave, mercy. Bro. Hey, you know what? You You had a better place in this spelling bee. You had a horrible week last week, and now you're all, like, discombobulated. Wait, first of all, season. I went 500 last week. Oh, that's such a cop-out. I went 500. <laughs> that's trash. I'm 20 games over 500 trash. for the season. Catch up, trash. Mustard. Trash. Patriots plus four. Catch Jets up, plus Mustard. Three. I'm, I'm Cowboys minus 11. That's I'm lemon pepper off. parlay meatballs. Lock it up. I'm logging off. He said ketchup mustard. Yeah, log, log off. off. Go see your son misspell lake or something ridiculous like that. Link? <laughs> lake. No, there's a story behind that. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that one off the air. I didn't misspell lake in the spelling bee, but somebody that we both know had some trouble with it. I misspelled uh, violin in the spelling bee. Would you put a Y in it? No, I think I forgot another um. I think I forgot the O. All right. Go run to your son's spelling bee. Remember what word he gets bounced on and bring it back here and see if me and Meatballs can spell it next week. I'm out.